Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Another round is in the books and uh, a couple of cracker games over the weekend, Brock. Yeah, they were. They were. It was a uh, good weekend, long weekend, so love and life. And for anyone out there, obviously you can hear straight away uh, the old mobile. Brock uh, and me separated today by time. Got a fair bit going on, so unfortunately couldn't meet up to do it, uh, the show in person, but uh, we'll endeavour to get through things and try and keep the quality to an absolute high, but starting things off as we always do with a fast five, the highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions? What was your highlight coming out of uh, this round? Two, two words: Cowboys comeback. It was good. It. it was sensational. Good footy uh, and ten in a row. So uh, amazing! It was a cracker comeback. Uh, you could sort of sense it. I said it to you on the lounge. Um, I was asking you what price they were live betting, but pity I can't have a punt. But um, I was just intrigued at the at the odds, but uh, they were ridiculous price. Even at half time, I think there were some upwards. A few people on our page said they were upwards of six dollars. So uh, ridiculous, Parramatta. But what about another one that got away? Um, and it sort of leaves them back to square one after Goodwin last week over the Penny Panthers. So. Yeah, well, Brad Arthur summed it up simply with saying that they're a seventy-minute team. Um, can't get the job done. Yeah, mate. but then again, the Cowboys were as well. I mean, the Cowboys were asleep. They were probably a forty-minute team last night. They're still good enough to beat Parramatta. So yeah, pretty sad. Yeah, depends, uh, depends where you're looking at it from. What perspective you're looking at it from? But... Yeah, there's no way they should have lost that game. That's all I'm looking at. That was absolutely terrible given the circumstances to not come away with a win there. But uh, that kind of just sums up the kind of year that Paramount is having. My highlight was that game and also the Bulldogs-Dragons game, just Monday in general. Um, you know, sometimes on the, the public holidays or, or any of those kind of double-headers, you get excited to be let down, but I thought both those games were absolutely brilliant. So i um, very, very happy to sit down yesterday and enjoy those two games of football. But what about your low light? Uh, the Chris Lawrence try that they gave on Friday night. There are a few howlers this weekend, but uh, that... James Tedesco touched the ball and they still awarded it. I was cranky on Friday night because it was a it was a really important point in the game. Obviously, being a Titans fan, I, a little bit of bias coming in, but um, there are a few others over the weekend that I, I just scratched my head at. Uh, there was an obstruction that was pulled up in the Panthers game. Um, there was a, a call reversed um, in the Panthers game that then later on wasn't pulled up. Just inconsistency. I, I guess we speak about it every week, but. This weekend, it hit a little bit close to home, but luckily the Titans still got the result. Yeah, well, my low light uh, was Cronk getting injured. Obviously, that's more, again, like you said, you got a Titans thing. That's more from a Melbourne perspective, but 
Luckily, it's kind of through this origin period, and you probably only miss one or two club games. We're, we're already going to struggle anyway. We, we weren't going to have him due to origin duty. So I uh, suppose if it's only three to four weeks, that's nothing major. But the one that kind of got me, and um, people may feel differently, we felt a little bit differently last night. Ma'u obviously had nothing put on him last night, Manu Ma'u, but they're saying today he's looking at three weeks. So I honestly thought I thought he ran the ball hard. I had no problem with it, so... Um, if he's looking down three weeks for that, I, I hope they fight the charge. Because you're a meathead, that's why. I reckon, yes, he'll get, I reckon he'll get off, so um, that's just me. But what about uh, your best for the round? Uh, Wade Graham. Wade Graham, I thought he was uh, sensational on Sunday. Gritty game, but um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He, he led the way, and uh, he must be close to, you know, we are talking about Frizzell and Joel Thompson and these guys, but you've got to uh, mention Wade Graham in the same sentence. Um when we're looking at origin selection, that's for sure. Yeah, I've said it a hundred times the last couple of years. He's basically, for me, the switch for Luke Lewis. He's a guy who played in the halves. Uh, he's played at centre. He plays at back row. He can kick. He can ball play. He plays hard. And he's definitely got tougher since his time at the Sharks, playing with guys like Gallon and that. Um, he's the complete yeah, package. The other one was probably, uh, for me, Aiden Caesar. Um, just rubbed, rubbed salt into the wounds of the fact that he's not going to be there next year. But um, he, he really controlled that game, particularly with... Uh, Kane LG leaving the field, um, yeah, it's a little bit bittersweet that one, but he was he was sensational. Mm. I thought uh, the Cowboys and Souths were both brilliant, uh, the way they won their games. Uh, and if you're going to talk player wise, I thought Moses and Bly again showed us why um, they're looking at keeping him in advance instead of letting uh, Trent Hodkinson keep that spot. He, he's looking like he's in a bit of trouble there at the Bulldogs. And Blake Austin, um, if you've ever seen somebody just continue to flourish with opportunity down at Canberra. He's, he's been absolutely outstanding. And, well, you know, like, like Trent Hodkinson got the hook 20 minutes to go in that game yesterday. How are we picking for origin? Uh, just, yeah, oh, biggest belief. Yeah, well... Belief, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. What about your worst? DCE. Worst? The worst. Yep. DCE. His decision. We haven't had a podcast since. Look, I uh, I could go on an hour-long rant, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, I was about to say, I think everyone's given enough air time. We don't want to give it uh, too much more, but I think I made my feelings clear the last few times. Uh, as to him, he had the chance to put it to bed. Um, he didn't put it to bed. I have no mercy or no... If anything he cops from here on out, he deserves. He's brought it on himself. People were saying... Uh, you know, mismanaged or ill-managed, that's all well and good, but I've had a manager myself. You get the final say. You have the right to pull the plug whenever you want, and they didn't do that. That deal was being worked on six or seven weeks earlier. They basically had that all done. They let the Titans chase their tails around, pull together the third-party money, and they pulled the plug uh, a week before that window closed. So, um, yeah, everything that he gets from here on out, he, he definitely can't complain about it, that's for sure. And uh, my worst, it was Parramatta, probably the most obvious one. That was game of two halves, the old cliche, but brilliant in the first, absolutely disgraceful in the second. And the Warriors, the Warriors just didn't turn up to play against Souths and they were blowing off the park. So quite disappointing. But what about any questions? You got any questions? No, not really. Um, Hodkinson's the obvious one. Would you have picked him? I think we both agree we probably wouldn't have. But uh, Laurie Daly, I don't know, I don't want to call it stupidly, but you know, arrogantly came out after game one and said that, you know, we're going to pick the same halves pairing. I, I don't know how, based on exposed form, you can pick Trent Hawkinson. He's, he's not even he's not even in the uh, best 
two halves at the Bulldogs. Nah, then it's it's pretty anything I suppose like I said we always whinged for years and years or most New South Wales players whinge that we weren't loyal he did win a series last year that's all well and good but uh, he's definitely not confident right now and for all the talk yesterday where him and Hasler and Reynolds all tried to pass it off like oh it's all mismanaged or misperceived by you guys your perception's trying to turn it there's a picture quite clearly on the bench when he first got subbed off with him with his hand in his head so uh, to say that that was a ploy that he was tired and during the origin period they were going to take him off. No one takes you off in the last 20 minutes of a game when they need you to win. And uh, I'll touch on another point about that later. But, yeah, quite interesting what happened when he did go off. But um, my questions, I suppose, New South Wales changes, we could have said halves and whatnot, but that's pretty obvious. But uh, Tupo out, Morris back in. I'm pretty sure that's a no-brainer. Gallon back in. Gallon back in um, for feeder, the one to miss out. I think we both agreed yesterday that we would have dropped probably Cordner not because it's oh, a, not, yeah. not because he's a bad player, but he was mis he was used wrongly in the first game. He oh. he put him in the middle when he plays all his football on the left edge with Mitchell Pierce. So instead of putting him with Pierce and pushing Hoffman in, who has the ability to play tight, uh, he puts Cordner in there when he had Merritt on the bench, who played for Australia, and that's the role that he plays. Yeah. So realistically, it's all well and good to bring Gallen back, but he's he's basically dropped the wrong player for that that, that circumstance. Yeah, I, I really don't know what. What he's thinking. And I just hope that we're good enough to win and send it to game three. But uh, I'd really like to see his interchange plan and what he's what he's planning for I suppose looking at it is Josh Jackson on the bench. I don't really see him as a bench player. No, I tend to agree. Um, you know, I think no. for, if you're looking for a specialist bench or what was our strength in game one, it was Clemmer. I know Fafita wasn't that great, but again, he's definitely more of a bench player. Um, what Jackson is, Merrin's definitely a good bench player. And yeah, like I said, it would have been Cordner or Jackson for me that would have missed out if you were going to put Gallon back in there, but... Um, yeah, I'm just a little bit confused. If we're going to load up the bench and do what we did in game one again, I think we kind of mixed that up. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. Um, the Queensland side, we're recording this right now when it's supposed to be getting lo- uh, named live right now, so I can't exactly tell who they're going to get picked as the halfback yet, but all the talk's obviously going to be that it's Daly Cherry Evans. you agree with that, or would you prefer... The other options we spoke of, which would be Ben Hunt, who's in good form, or Michael Morgan going straight in there and uh, joining his Cowboys uh, teammate. Gonna be able to, I'm going to be able to tell you in a minute because I'm sitting in front of Fox Sports News. So um, when I do get it, I'll, I'll tell you. But I'll, I would have played Morgan, Morgan and Thurston, and just had Cherry Evans in that position on the bench um, and try to minimise the, the amount of changes to the side. But um, I'll find out very shortly. Yeah, I'm sort of flashing it up at the moment. But, well, I think you know, the hoopla that Queensland go on with when they announce the side—it's never simple. Yeah, well, there'll be no other changes. Uh, I'm, I'm guess we're assuming here. The only other thing is, if they were to push Morgan in there, would you still pick Cherry Evans as a bench utility? I'm guessing they would, but I, I've already think I made my opinion felt. I'd probably rather go with Napa or Chris Grevesmill. Yeah, well, Grevesmill, I think he's the obvious one at the moment. Um, Napa's going okay. He's flattened out a little bit. He's definitely... Personal is the obvious one. But yeah, I I don't know. They'll probably still go, I suppose, the utility, whether that be Morgan, whether that... 
Um, is Cherry Evans if he's the one who doesn't move into the halves? But yeah, all the talk has been that he'll be joining Jonathan Thurston in the halves there and Morgan will retain his bench spot. But um, other than that, I've got no other questions. You've got no other questions? No. We'll right. jump in and uh, review these games. Uh, started Friday night with the Broncos versus the Eagles. Uh, 44 points. Uh, uh, to, I think it was 16, wasn't it? Bit of a Bit of a smash up. Not exactly a game I got to see a lot of. I had a wedding on Friday and Saturday that I was around for, so I missed a fair bit of the footy. I've seen some highlights, but the yeah, big I mainly just got blown off the park. The big moment seemed to me that they were on a bit of a comeback after Cherry Evans set up a try after running on the last, and then Foran made a break, passed it to Stewart, which led to a drop pill, and after that the heads just seemed to go down. Everything I saw after that was all one way with the Broncos, particularly Ben Hunt orchestrating. Milford was very very good, but the the edge of Reed and Vito seemed to have a field day, and they just piled on the points. Yeah, the biggest concern for me this season is Manly's defence. I, you know, in years gone by, they were a gritty side. They, you know, they might not have scored a lot of points in games, but they always defended their line and, um, you know, had a, had that attitude to turn sides away. But they're leaking like a sieve, Manly. So that, that's that's an area they've got to improve. It's got to be a little bit disheartening that they all thought that it would have been a massive perk up that he re-signed and everything's all well and good and not only did he get booed but as soon as that one little moment turned when they were almost back in the game they almost just shut down yeah. that was the biggest score I think I heard on the radio while I was driving home in God knows how many years in almost 10 years or something like that has been put on Manly so yeah so they, the last time they uh, were beaten by a score bigger they got beat by 62 by Cronulla in 2005 so yeah well the, the only result yeah. I could think of in recent time that was a big win was when Melbourne touched them up in one of those semi-finals a couple of years back but even then that, that wasn't as bad as this yeah but um, yeah the worrying signs there for Manly um, going forward not too sure what what to make of it to be honest um, th- th- you can't get much lower they're a big strife they're, they're a big strife basically we're still waiting um, to hear what's going to happen I suppose with uh, the club, Jeff Tuvey, um, you know, see what's going on with Trent Barrett. He was obviously given a bit of a leave time, apparently, to move away from the club and decide his future. But, um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting times. And now there's talk they're trying to sign Greg Bird and because they've spent so much money, they'd have to move more players on. I don't know how they could get any thinner and afford to bring in somebody like Greg Bird. They're already fairly light on in their roster as it is. So um, that, that one baffles me a little bit. No, I prefer to focus on Brisbane. They were, again, very good. Uh, the halves pairing is developing. Darius Boyd's getting better. Uh, their forward pack solid. And they were missing uh, Corey Parker. So, um, you know, what a luxury they've got to be able to rest him and still win by 40. Well, how brilliant for them. They've rotated their origin players for a rest and they've won both games as well. So not only are they staying relatively fresh, especially those older blokes like your Corey Parker, Thayde, Hodges that have played plenty of football, but they're still getting results, so... Um, it, it's a pretty dangerous sign coming into the back end of the year. Them and the Cowboys right now looks fairly primed to challenge for the title. There's no doubt about that. So good win for them and a well-deserved break. They've got the bye this week, as do Manly. They really need to have a hard look and uh, start to sort some things out for the future in particular. But the whole Greg Bird thing really surprised me. That, that squad can't get any thinner, so they can't afford to really lose any more squad players to bring in a name like that after all the money they've just spent. And Daily Cherry Evans, but the other Friday night game, the Titans, 27-20. to over the Tigers, uh, it was all of them the first half, and uh, Kane LG was dominating before he obviously hurt his ankle. Not really any news just yet, but it's looking like a syndesmosis injury, which is not too good. Um, second half, they basically fell asleep a little bit. I know I agree with you about that that try that they gave. It shouldn't have been a try, but 
Uh, Lawrence grabbed the double. Tedesco scored a good try. I thought Manai yeah, Cheerington. Aiden, Aiden Caesar kicked a field goal, and I'm not really sure why he kicked the field goal. And then all the momentum swung to the to, uh, to the Tigers, and that's sort of where the game changed a little bit. But um, eventually, it swung back, and and they uh, and we managed to wrestle wrestle it back. But it didn't look good there. I think it was six or seven minutes to go. It was twenty to nineteen. We were down. So yeah, well, it took uh, for that run where Anthony Don basically had spiders on him. There was a million Tigers players around. No one wanted to touch him. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, that was a good try. And later on, obviously, Caesar got put to sleep by a shoulder. Not too good uh, to have both your halves go off, but um, that's a gritty win, and, and they deserve it because they've had four or five this year that have been really tough circumstances within six points, and they probably haven't got the rub of the green, but the other night they, they got over the line, and I reckon it was a very well-deserved win. Uh, on the Tiger side of things, they're struggling big time. They're really struggling. Um, probably the only... Yeah, their attack looks stifled. Their defence is pretty solid, but... Um, their attack just seems to be they're, they're still trying to um, get used to obviously the structure that JT's put in there so uh, work in progress and obviously not having Thayer there um, was a bit of a loss but uh, yeah, I expected better from on Friday night put it that way especially at Leichhardt I expected a lot better I was impressed though with Minora Cherrington finally got his debut I thought he had a good game and um, he, he should most definitely be there playing more minutes than uh, prior. Obviously, it was his first game, but even with Dean Hallitow there, you want some spark with that forward pack. Cherrington's the kind of bloke I, I definitely have in my side, so I'm hoping they'll pick him this week again. Uh, they've got to play the Rabbitoh, so they'll they'll lose, obviously, GI to origin. Probably no one else that you have to really worry about there, but it's still going to be a tough game as they obviously don't have Woods or Farrah. The Titans, they move on to play the Bulldogs, who will be without a couple of origin players, so... Um, see what happens with LG. I'm pretty sure Caesar should be right to play this week, but they'll be without Miles. So possibility there with the Titans to grab another win. But Saturday, these games I only got to see the highlights of. I was at a wedding all day. But Canberra, they were 44 to 22 winners over Newcastle. Um, from what I saw of this oh, one, just that lead. That yeah. lead. They blew Newcastle off the park. Um, Blake Austin uh, was was tremendous, but. The Raiders forwards were unbelievable. They just rolled through Newcastle. Um, Newcastle, again, probably got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, their effort um, and application in games or uh, their ability to hang in games is, is poor. Uh, and that's what's costing them. I mean, they sort of, they were in and out of this game. Um, and, you know, against a side like Canberra, you can't, you can't, definitely can't afford to let their forwards roll over you. And that's the reason why they ended up conceded 40 odd points. Um, and Blake Austin was a ringleader around that, so yeah, well, he was unbelievable again. He, he's, a, he's one of the four players in the comp, Blake Austin. Yeah, well, he's right up there, obviously, with the Daly M's, and I think Sam Williams is the other one. As soon as he come back, showed how important he is. He had a hand in four of the tries. Um, Shillington, he's fighting for a contract. He was fairly impressive, I thought. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Newcastle, just not good enough at the moment. The only one in most of the games I've watched that's really stood out to me is Tarek Sims, and I kind of feel bad for him, to be honest, because when you're that guy... Uh, he's putting in week in, week out, and you're not getting the results, or it just doesn't seem like many of your teammates are, uh, are putting in the effort. It's kind of a hard environment to keep picking yourself up. But the congratulations must also go to Jared Croker, who scored a thousand points. He's only 24 years old. He feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, it does. But uh, those two, they've got the bye this week. Canberra really needed to get that win after you know kind of dropping the ball with two weakened Origin sides there. So they keep themselves in the hunt for the eight, but. 
definitely a well-needed win, and they'll get a break now. Newcastle definitely need the break. They need to sit down and have a very hard look at themselves and try and come back uh, with some new tactics and a better attitude. But the second game was the Rabbitohs. They obviously took that game over to WA. Um, they blew the Warriors away 36-4. to They were just brilliant. Um, GI, we, everyone's been talking. We even spoke about it. He looks flat and a bit disinterested, but he had a monster game. Dylan Walker looks like he's uh, back back up to scratch now. He terrorised him, a couple of line breaks and a try. Go forward was good, and I thought John Sutton really controlled things nicely. He did, I. It was a weird sort of game to watch. I thought for the uh, first half an hour that really the game was sort of in the balance, but um, they were just too good, the Bunnies. I, I didn't think they were, they were brilliant, but... Um, you know, the Warriors, their defence and the way they attack, their defensive application just wasn't there and their attack was predictable. I, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, frustrating to watch at times. It is when you expect a bit more, as we spoke of, that ad-lib football or you expect Johnson to interject and, and Townsend likes to run the football. And um, I think they're at their best when they play simple and work off offloads, but it just seems that only happens once every couple of weeks. Like, I'm much happier when I see Madalino punching the footy in and Lasone and these kind of guys, and they just play the power game, and, and then people like Johnson get to play off the back of that. Yeah. But it, it, right, I've got the uh, Queensland Queensland side. They've named a squad of 20. Uh, the one change in the uh, starting 13 is obviously Cronk out. They've named Cherry Evans to replace Cronk, uh, and then they've got a seven-man bench with Morgan, Maguire, Gillett, Lilliman, and then the three extras for Papali. Gay guy and Corbin Sims. Wow. So not too sure whether that means there's a couple of people under an injury cloud or changing things up to suit the conditions, but um, I'd have to say Gagai's still been playing well. He's been playing very well. Um, Papali, he's been on a roll since he got taken out. He scored something like five tries in five weeks or something now. He's been on fire. And Corbin Sims, from what I have seen, he's been really, really good, much like his brother at Newcastle. They've been really the only two beacons besides Gago and that side. So I'm not too sure what he's thinking there. I don't think you'll see too much change, probably just getting some fresh blood into camp. But um, who knows, Gago might be there to cover, you know, some questions in the back line if someone's carrying a niggle. But you'd have to think, going off that, that means that uh, Cherry Evans is going to play there. You wouldn't see that swapping. No, no, you wouldn't think so. Mm. Well, no real surprises there, but uh, wrapping up on that Rabbitohs-Warriors game, the Warriors just, yeah, very, very surprising sometimes. You expect them to flourish a little bit during this period, but that hasn't really been the case this year. And this week they get the Roosters minus some players. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, and, they're, and they're at home, so you'd definitely be expecting a win, but um, they're not, not quite what I expected this time of year. This is usually when they perk up, and the Rabbitohs, they get the Tigers. They lose GI, they lose Farrah and uh, Woods, so that one's a bit of a flip of the coin, but if the Tigers bring the same kind of attitude and effort, I think the Rabbitohs could roll them, to be honest. But uh, The other Saturday game was down here in Penny. 
Uh, it was the Storm versus the Panthers, 20-0. Um, again, I, I missed this one because I was at a wedding, but it was very surprised when I woke up on Sunday to read that scoreline. And um, you obviously saw this game. What were your thoughts? Uh, mate, uh, Melbourne was very good. Don't get me wrong, but um, Penrith just down on troops. Um, and that's starting to take its toll big time. And, uh, you know, that's why you sort of find yourself on the end of that sort of scoreline. I thought the difference in the game was Melbourne's defence. Melbourne's defence was unbelievable. They saved at least two certain tries with um, brilliant try-saving efforts. But um, all in all, Melbourne looked a class above and Penrith just looked short on troops, basically. Yeah, well, from anything I watched, uh, roughly when I got home, the, the, the injuries, yeah, definitely have an effect, but they're, they're not looking too high on confidence. And, yeah, it is pretty hard when you've got troops going in and out. But as uh, from a Melbourne perspective, I'm very happy. Like, you have no slate to play. Munster just looks better and better. You lose Cronk for half the game, but, um, you know, they were just solid. Blake Green proved again, scoring a double, that he's more than capable in the NRL and has been a very shrewd pickup. Um, they debuted their third victorian in Richie Kenner, so happy to see that we're starting to push a couple more players through the last years. And, yeah, Bromwich very good again. Harris played in this centre, so there's, there's a bit of versatility. So from a Melbourne point of view, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, and, you know, obviously losing Slater was a, a big out. Cronk went off, but Blake Green, he's been brilliant. And, you know, he's the one for me. And I said at the start of the year, and everyone laughed at me, that how is he in consideration for Oregon? Yeah, well, like I said, first thing was it was club pairing. Yeah, like how? how? Someone explain to me how. I've got no idea. Oh, God knows. I've absolutely no idea. Some people, because... like I've said before, though, they almost get tarnished for no apparent reason. It's like he's a cast off in the Super League who's come back and he's 28, 29, so it's like they wouldn't even look at him regardless of how he's playing. Please, so. please, please. He's, uh, he's probably the form half outside of Blake Austin. If you're not going to pick, pick Blake Austin, I think um, Green's going better than Maloney. He is. So, you know. It's been very good. Yeah. Frustrating. I, I think he'd be, he'd be really good in origin. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Well, Penrith get the bye, and that's definitely needed for them, especially as far as troops are concerned at the moment. Melbourne, they're at home to Parramatta. There's going to be a definite reshuffle there. Obviously, Munster will play fullback. Hinchcliff will play for Smith. Um, I'm more interested to see who's going to partner with Green because from all reports, Sean Nona, and Ben Hampton have both been playing pretty well, but uh, much like when we had Cody Walker there, he never got a, an opportunity, and I watched him play the other week. He looked hell of a player in the New South Wales Cup. Um, I, I've heard really good things about Nona, so I think he'll end up going with Hampton, but um, yeah, interested to see what happens there. Will Chambers, not too sure what he'll do there. Probably push Maher or Kenner, who debuted on the weekend in the centres, and that might finally see Matt Duffy come back into first grade after a few wretched years of injuries. So um, see what happens with them. But Sunday... The lone game there, the Sharks, 10-4 over the Roosters. I think this can be summed up quite easily. It was an ugly grind. They offered them to jump down in the dumps with them and join the arm wrestle, and the Roosters fell in again like they have twice this year. Yeah. They, yeah um, just a, a weird game, and the only try the Roosters scored was off an intercept. So. Mm. And I think it was summed up early, though. When Fafita was going for the niggle, um, it, they, it worked. They they fell into it. Rhea Hargraves went after him. Friend went after him. They all got involved and give away some stupid penalties. But um, they they joined the Sharks at home where you don't want to in a fight. And when it gets into a dog fight, regardless of whether you look at them on paper and you don't think they got the best side in the world, nine times out of ten they'll beat you if you want to have a dog fight. Um, yeah. Wade Graham, like we said, both these games he's been absolutely brilliant. Luke Lewis was good again. Jeff Robson um, didn't start off having the best game, but finished off. 
having quite a quite a good game. Even Blake Ashford, surprisingly, last year was couldn't I couldn't have picked him, but the, the last few weeks him back in grade, he hasn't been too bad either. So it was a weird old game, but I, I'm just very surprised. The Roosters, it kind of worries they me. Any offense. Yeah, they, that, they couldn't generate any offense, and, and Cronulla's defense is very good, and Cronulla took their chances, and, and that's the way Cronulla operate. So. It just more stifled me that even under the pump, there's so many attacking players, they didn't seem to be able to break out of their general system. You know, For a side that's got so many weapons, um, they just seem to keep going for the same same kind of game plan. They didn't try to ad-lib, they didn't really change anything, and yeah, I, I just find it quite confusing with that many guns in your side that you can't generate a little bit more offense. But, yeah, I think the, the real story is they fell under the arm wrestle. Full credit to Cronulla and, and Wade Graham in particular. He's absolutely brilliant. But Cronulla get the bye this week. The Roosters, they go away to play the Warriors. Uh, very interested to see. Missing lots of troops there, but fairly solid roster. So they'll be able to patch things up. And um, still plenty of quality in their side with a lot of Kiwi representatives. So that one should be an interesting game. But we move on to the two Monday games, probably the two best games of the weekend. The Dogs, 29-16 to 16 over the Dragons. Uh, this was a great game. What a struggle it was. It seemed like the, the Dogs were on top through their forwards early on. They were getting a roll on. They, they got some success on the left-hand side with Mbai. Uh, Pritchard, Rona just keep scoring tries. And late in the half, the Dragons shook things back. Benji and Widdock combined, as they've done all year, and scored a couple of tries there. And this was my point I was going to make on Hodkinson. The funny thing is... He was in the balance. The Dragons were ahead. As soon as they benched him, they exploded, scored three tries and ran away with the game. So that's, that's not a good sign that when you go off the field and you're the state of origin half, that you, yeah. you, the attack's been stalled. I don't know whether it was all that. It was more... The game just went that way a little bit as well, I thought. You know, the possession sort of turned at that point. Um, the Dragons made some errors. But, yeah, like to, to a certain degree, he, he did have an, uh, an effect that Hodkinson obviously didn't have. Um but yeah, it's all. I guess it's all subjective. I, I sort of looked at it a little bit differently, but I can definitely see where people are coming from with it. Yeah, I get that too. But I mean, even just the energy that I get out of things, like the fact that when you're on there. Yeah, but I think that's a personality thing. He's, Hawkins is not that kind of guy. Nah, but in a flat situation like that, and then things just flipped once he went off, like that wave of positivity seemed to have picked up. In Boy, clearly head and shoulders uh, yesterday. I thought Pritchard, Tolman. Very, very good as well. Michael Leisha. Michael Leisha had a great game, but um, yeah, that, that, that was a bit of an uncharacteristic one by the Dragons. They're usually a lot more disciplined and better defensively, and yeah, they especially made some errors late on, but um, it, it's hard to carry out that sort of defense and be so stringent week in, week out and keep that error error rate so low, but yeah, they had a bit of an off day yesterday. Yeah, and with, you know, there's 10 to go, or 20 to go whenever Reynolds went on. I, you still couldn't have had enough money on the Dragons to win because that's just the way that the game was going but to their credit the Bulldogs they, and, and you know Reynolds has got to take a, a large um, degree of the credit but they uh, they did they came home the better um, which you know definitely shocked both of us I think yeah I, I was quite surprised but I'll be interested to see now if the Dogs can continue to build um, they obviously got the win against Canberra they've jagged another one here They've been quite 50-50 this year. It's been very surprising, but that they lose a fair few to Origin. They're going to play the Titans away, which is going to be a hard game. There's no doubt about that. The Dragons get a well-deserved rest, and they need it because they've been on a hell of a run, and it's hard to keep up. But the other Monday night game, like we talked about, well, talk about the old cliche, the game of two halves. The Parramatta Eels, 30, went down to the Cowboys, 36. They led 
at half time, 24 to 6. They absolutely pillaged the left hand side of the field. Uh, Manu Ma'u was brilliant. Semirad Rara was just all over the place, taking hit ups, getting involved. Corey Norman was brilliant. And then the second half, it just completely flipped. It was their left hand side that got pillaged in a 12 minute period that saw four tries scored. Five tries, sorry. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was just that the game changed in 10 minutes, didn't it, really? Um, they, they always had that offense in them, the Cowboys. I said to you, it's, you know, to me, it's only a matter of time before um, they make a run, and um, as unlikely as it was, but they've got an ability to, to score points quickly, and you know, and that's going to be comforting to them moving forward, especially into the finals, to know that you can get into a hole like that and still have the ability to, um, if the opportunities present itself, to dig yourself out of it. Um, yeah, it's a weird game. I mean, what do you take out of it? If you're Parramatta, you're thinking, well, it's one that got away. But if you're the Cowboys, you're thinking, well, we were pretty poor. Still got the result, obviously. But um, I don't think either coach would be really happy with the performance. No, I suppose on Paul Green's side of things, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be filthy, but at the same time, you'd be absolutely wrapped to dig yourself out of such a hole. But um, heading into Origin again, that's another one of those huge wins. They they've usually don't get these ones around this time of year, but that's, that's another four-point win. Realistically, yeah, and that's exactly it. So you know that that's huge. They got the Tigers win. They jagged the one against Manly, and they jagged this one as well. So ten wins in a row, huge. It kind of felt, and we both said this as well. Not only was it errors, and they were a bit flat. It was also go for it. They weren't rolling. Once they got a roll on, Granville started to poke his nose in, making some easy meters. Lachlan Coop was around the ball, and then obviously Thurston put a couple of kicks in there that Gavin Cooper got his hands on, but. As soon as the roll-on happened and they started just wrecking that left-hand side, it, it was just inevitable. And Parramatta, when you're in one of those holes and you're not... I know they had a good win last week, but it just shows a confidence in a the side. They almost looked like it was inevitable it was going to happen. Once a couple of tries went in the first two and it was 30-18, they almost looked conceded to it. Yeah, but during that period, there was a 13-minute period of 11 sets and they had two. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, there's, your, there's your issue right there. And, um. You know that 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 then leads to defensive fatigue, obviously, because you they've descent, defended obviously nine out of the eleven sets, which then you know leads to to a slower slower line speed, you know, poor marker work, poor technique, which makes it easier then for the Cowboys to maintain pressure. And the further it rolled on, the worse it got, and that's often how it works. You know, you've got to stem the flow um, a little bit, and they can pound it as well. Like they were not only were they making errors. And, but they were piggybacking them down the field off kickoff stuff to just score and tries. Just, yeah, it, it couldn't have gone any any more wrong for Parramatta last night. Yeah, definitely couldn't have gone any worse. But uh, big ups to the Cowboys. I can't think of many winning streaks uh, since, you know, I've been watching football, that's for sure, or more in recent times. Barb, you know, Melbourne has been pretty dominant in that little period there. They had some win streaks they put together, but a 10-game winning streak in this day and age is very impressive, especially with the representation um, they have in their side. So uh, Thurston, outstanding. Cooper, Coot, um, you know, the Fords later on, very, very good, but a, a massive win again. And uh, they're, they're really doing their best to do what we've said the last couple of years they need to do, which is book a top four berth. And I really think if they can do that, win at home, get the week off, that they're, you know, they're a real, real threat, along with the Broncos, who, who look brand new this year. Those two right now look the most likely to win this competition. Yeah, very early doors, but yeah, I'm, I'm still super impressed, especially in this period. But the Cowboys finally get a rest. They've got the bye this week. The Eels travel down to Melbourne. 
Um, Hopawato's the only one they're going to miss out on there. Uh, a week in Melbourne without their spine, but I'm sure they'll they'll get a tough run against some of those Kiwi forwards nevertheless. So um, they need to get a win. There's no doubt about that. But it will be hard work down in Melbourne. But that's our fast five. That's our reviews of the games from the weekend. So you're all done, Boxhead. You're off to, off to training. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, well, like I said before, I apologise to everyone out there that we weren't able to meet up as usual, but uh, plenty going on work-wise and, and football-wise, so we've had to do it by... Well, it doesn't happen, mate. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to say, but uh, we've to give the people what they want. found a way around it. Next week, we'll be back to normal, but next, I'll have Mr. Gossip. As it turns out, sometimes it's just not our week. First, me and Brock obviously couldn't meet up due to work differences, and now Mr. Gossip is missing on us due to work. He's been held back tonight, but he sent through his news. It's a, it's a fairly quiet news week, as you can imagine. Um, the, the round 13 deadline is about to pass us by. I think all the excitement around Daily Chair Evans is one of the only things that was left, but attached to that, the big bit of news or the big bit of gossip that he's got to drop is that Trent Barrett, will be signing a three-year deal with Manly. So according to him, Jeff Tuvey is gone. Barrett will be coming in on a three-year deal and John Cartwright will be moving to Manly with him as his assistant coach. Regan Campbell-Gillard, the other bit of news from the Panthers, signed a four-year extension, but that one's already been made public this afternoon by Gus Gould and all in a Panthers theme. The only ones with any news this week, Ben Garcia will be signing with the Penrith Panthers. Most of you won't know or have heard of him unless you watch the Super League. He's a French back rower. Um, he actually spent some time at the Brisbane Broncos under 20s back in 2013 for half a season. He moved back home and debuted in the Super League that year. And uh, he's been playing pretty well the last two seasons over there. So a young back rower coming to Penrith supposedly next year. But the big thing to take out of his gossip this week, um, he is saying that Trent Barrett, done deal, Apparently three years, and John Cartwright will be the assistant coach. So it looks like Jeff Tuvey's time is up at Manly. But that's all the gossip he had. Getting into our tips, it's obviously the short round this week. So we'll give you the tips and give you the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com, formerly known as SportingBet.com. If you had an account with SportingBet, it still exists with William Hill. But the four games we have start on Friday night with the Tigers versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs at ANZ Stadium. Uh, this one, it's a bit awkward to pick. Obviously, the Tigers not in the best of form, and now they lose Woods and Farrah, who they were without last week. South struggling a little bit, bit of a uh, sorry, bubbling along quite nicely. Um, they do lose Inglis. Luke's going to be out for a couple of weeks. We're here now with a knee injury. Still no Reynolds. A uh, bit of a reshuffle there. They've got a, their youngest debutant, I believe, John Olive, from the under-20s in New South Wales Cup side. He's only uh, just over 18 years old, will be playing. Um, Nathan Brown's getting a start in the back row, so a bit of a reshuffle there. Um, we've both gone the Tigers, Gossip and I. I think purely just off the, those slight changes, and especially Luke and GI both being out and still no Reynolds, that's a little bit. Um, the Tigers, God knows what they're going to toss up, though. Uh, they do have basically their spine intact besides Farrah. Cherrington was good last week, but been very, very inconsistent, so that they need to turn it around this week. Otherwise, the, they could almost write themselves off as far as finals go. The odds for that one, the Tigers, they're massive outsiders, $3.10. South Sydney, $1.37 favourites. The line there, minus 8.5 is what you are getting. So big odds there if you like the Tigers at $3.10, like we do. 
Saturday. It's the Warriors at home to the Sydney Roosters at Mount Smart Stadium. Heavily affected by origin uh, are the Roosters. They do have a big contingent of Kiwis, much like the Warriors, but uh, big reshuffles for them, obviously, without Pierce, without Jennings. They keep Tupo this time. Uh, Brendan Elliott's going to come on, in onto the wing and Kenny Dow's going to move in. And young Jackson Hastings, he's going to play halfback. It's the first time in 31 years since the Hastings has played halfback for the Roosters with his father, Kevin, playing back in the day. Uh, the Warriors, obviously, they've got Lilliman and Hoffman, but being at home, uh, you'd, you'd have to back the Warriors despite the fact they haven't been in the best of form. So we've both tipped the Warriors in this one. Conrad Harrell returns to them at a slight reshuffle with Nathan Friend starting, Saliba Harvili moved out of the side and Tuimalo Lola here moving to the bench. But the Warriors with WilliamHill.com, they're $1.65 favourites. The Roosters, $2.25 outsiders. The line is minus three and a half. So some odds there. If you do like the Roosters, I still tend to lean towards the Warriors being less affected and being at home there at $1.65 at Sunday. We've got the Titans versus the Bulldogs up. On the Gold Coast at Seabus Super Stadium, the Bulldogs very heavily affected. Uh, obviously, they have Reynolds and Abai still in the halves, which has been pretty good for them the last two games when those guys have been together. But Brett and Josh Morris both in the origin side. Josh Jackson's in the origin side. Big Dave Clemmer and James Graham injured. There's a lot of change. Their starting side's fairly solid still with the replacements, but the bench looks a bit weaker. Um, the Titans lose Elgy and Nate Miles, but... We've both gone the Titans as well for this game up at home. They're slight outsiders, $2. The Bulldogs, $1.80. The line, minus one and a half. So this one might come into evens by the end of the week. It's a hard one to call with them both being affected. But uh, the Titans are very tough side, and especially uh, up on the Gold Coast, they should put in a decent performance. And that's your odds from WilliamHill.com. And the last game of the round, it's the Monday night game. It's the Melbourne Storm versus the Parramatta Eels at Amy Park. Melbourne obviously lose the big three, and Will Chambers, Ben Hampton's going to play halfback. Munster will play fullback. Hinchcliffe goes to nine, and uh, instead of naming possibly Matt Duffy or Maher in the centres, they've decided to push Tohu Harris into the centres there, and Richie Kenner, the third Victorian to debut for the Melbourne Storm, stays on the wing. On the Eels side of things, they lose Hopawate. Uh, Timmy Manners said to be all good. To play this week, um, if Mau's out, Gao will play in the back row, but purely on no big three, I'm going to tip the Eels. Um, Gossip's tipped the Storm, so he's obviously not lacking Parramatta's ability, and, and who could blame him? They they shouldn't have blown that lead. They shouldn't have lost that game, so um, it's, it's a bit of a task for the Melbourne side, but Parramatta, uh, I'm going to have to back him. They've got most of their sides still intact, so it's the only one we've tipped different, but the odds for that game... They're $1.91 each. They're pick'ems. There's no line. It's a pure split down the middle. Um, and, yeah, obviously, if you want a bit of multi-value there, 12 and a half start. But this one for me, again, if Parramatta can't beat it, a pleated Melbourne side without their spine and without Will Chambers, something's definitely wrong. But, uh, yeah, something already is wrong at Parramatta. But that wraps up uh, all your odds there. Thanks to WilliamHill.com. Remember, if you're going to have a bet on any sport, whether it be the NRL the AFL, the NFL, netball, soccer, cricket, you name it. Make sure that you have a bet with WilliamHill.com. But that wraps us up as far as all the gossip. The big thing to take away, as I mentioned before, is obviously the news that supposedly Trent Barrett, well, not supposedly, it's said to be a done deal, three years, 
to go to Manly and John Cartwright to be his assistant. That's from Mr. Goss. At the tips there, we've got one different. We'll see how that plays out. Last week, we both got five, so he's now on 57. I'm on 54. But if you want some help with your betting, if you're tired of losing constantly to the bookies, it's time you join the NRL Profits. Over 70 units of profit in the 2014 season. The service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league, including NRL and Super League. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all our listeners. It's a 10% discount off the all-access Profits packages. Uh, if you visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the NRL Profits. But that wraps us up for this week. A bit of a shorter episode, fairly interrupted weekend with both of us being busy and now work tonight kind of disturbing our recording with Gossip being at work and Brock being at work. Um, next week, obviously, a different story. We'll be probably having MG back on for our Origin preview, as we love to do before the big games. Everything will be back to normal. Gossip back on board. Brock will be here. MG and we'll talk about the Origin. We'll talk about the games from the weekend and uh, maybe touch a little bit more on the Panthers situation, considering they're both fairly well attached to it. But that's it. The big thing, like you said, nothing really been talked about. It's gone a bit quiet, but apparently... Trent Barrett, three years, done deal to the Panthers. So, big day for them. Re-signing Campbell Gillard. Benny Garcia going to be coming over from the English Super League. And apparently Trent Barrett moving on to Manly Seagulls to become a head coach of an NRL team for the first time. But that wraps us up for this week. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.